0: Episode 157 Season 8 Episode 2 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I'm Andy, joined Crosstown town by Andrew. Hello. I have no quip prepared for today. It's a shame. Uh we are tom list <laughs> this week though. Um
1: Tom ta- Tom Tom and can oh, Okay. No, I'm trying to turn nope. it into something. I can't do it. Can't Can't Tom do it.
0: has decided to switch conferences. He has decided to fully support uh, the mouse, if you will. Ugh. Yes, yes. He's um, he's giving all of his money to the mouse, actually, as we speak. Um, the just... mouse is sh- has him upside
1: down and is shaking him. Coins falling out of his pockets. Yeah,
0: he doesn't have much, but there's been at least three coins that have fallen out, I think. A, but- a button and some lint and like yeah. a... <laughs> Two A bits ch- cheese of cheese coin. Two bits of broken chair. <laughs> or what was that? that would be mine if you didn't mind. I all the Big Ten trophies just fall out. They just fall out of your pockets. It's very. Yeah. You, you wear very very large pants. They're, or maybe they're just like normal sized pants with large pockets. Normal. Anyways, like Jinkos. <laughs> Jinkos. <laughs> Not even like Jinkos. I picture like skinny skinny jeans, but like with large pockets and the. Maybe, The pocket, like the back pocket goes all the way down to the bottom. It's just one long pocket. It's just like an appendage off the side of these skinny jeans. Yeah, I I like this. You should come up with these jeans. Um, Anyways, so um, those are all the quips that we have about Tom being out this week. Um, we, We do have a new poll this week. It is not the only poll that matters. But it is the Associated Press Top 25. Would you like to do the who's honors? It or should I? Who's it associated with? The press. Oh, okay. Yeah. The press. Uh, you can go. You can go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I will go ahead and do the top 10. Um, that's usually what we, what we do here. And then we'll talk about what is funny inside and outside of that top 10, I guess. So, Georgia at number one with 60 first place votes. Michigan at number two with two first place votes. Ohio State at three with one first place vote. You did it. And then we got one. You got one. Um, Alabama at four. um, No first place votes from four on FYI. LSU at five. USC six. Penn State seven. Florida State, Clemson and Washington. Um, I guess worth noting Relatively big drop between one and two, obviously, with all the first place votes. And then from Alabama at 1,398 points to LSU, 1,276 points. A pretty steep drop there as well. So, um, Thoughts on this? I, I still think that Penn State and you know, Florida State are incredibly overrated. However... Comma. Uh, I don't really know who else I would put up there. I think that there's a steep drop off as the poll shows here between, say, um, I actually think there's a steep drop off after LSU, but the points don't really agree with me. But I think that there's a pretty steep drop off. What do you say?
1: I I'm still selling on Florida State. Florida State is way too mm-hmm. high. I don't I don't believe it. Penn State I don't. Penn State has a has potential. Uh but we don't there's so many unknowns in that team, but they have potential that I don't know. LSU I don't know what to make of LSU. I think LSU could be really good or
0: they could be like an eight win team. Let's look at their schedule. Um All right. LSU schedule. So we got we got LSU oh well we're we're gonna know some things <laughs> early. I saw the first game when I opened it up. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna establish something early. So LSU plays uh, Florida State on September third. Is that a Sunday game? Uh, yeah, indeed it I is. If, I wonder if that's is that neutral site. It Has to be. What uh, happens if I click on it?
1: Let's see. It's at Camping World Stadium. So uh, I guess I
0: think that that's a that's that's Orlando. Oh, this well, is a Citrus Bowl? Then that's not. Uh, yeah, then it is a neutral site. That is not Florida State home. Although they the schedule treats it as Florida State being the home team, but I guess somebody has to be. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll know some things after that game. I, uh, yeah, I I feel slightly better about LSU than I do Florida State, but um, I just think that that they got the get that they got the dudes at LSU. Um. Some people are picking them to win the West. I'm not entirely sure about that, um, but I guess we'll get to our SEC preview um, in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, FSU, I, I don't trust them at all. And Penn State, I guess we can talk about more this week about how I do not trust them. But uh, I will believe that they do not have the second coming of Trace McSorley and Christian Hackenberg. <sighs> When,
1: I think that would be, that would actually be beneficial
0: if they did not have the second coming of those two. That's what I mean. I'm just saying, if like uh, until we get something different, I think that's exactly what we're gonna get. Um, so I'm in the prove it wrong, I guess, category with uh, with Penn State. I mean, I guess somebody has to be third in the in the East, right? In the Big Ten East. Uh, probably be them.
1: There, there's no other choice.
0: Yeah so
1: i think the top three well we'll get into this but the top three in the big 10
0: are the three teams in the east and then there is a dramatic drop off yeah and then there's probably a drop off drop off between the third team and in the east and the first team in the west but yes uh, i guess we'll see Uh, we'll talk about that more tonight anything uh anything else Uh, you see that's interesting here in the top 25 I like I like little Iowa getting uh, getting in the top twenty five at number twenty five with one hundred and thirty one points. I mean, it's funny. It is what it is. I uh, guess you got to put know, somebody there. Wisconsin
1: feels low to me. Not uh, that low. Like I, I think I think they're a, I think they're ten to fifteen.
0: I yeah, I would say like fifteen seems about right to me. I'm trying to look uh, at who in the top 15 that I would put below them. Oklahoma, Oklahoma seems low, but I know they had a bad year
1: last year, but like 20th, I just, I feel like I'm not ready to sell. I'm not ready to give up on Oklahoma yet.
0: I think I'm okay with the Oklahoma ranking after the year that they had last year. They, they did lose a lot of close games, but, you know, uh, I'm kind of like with them until I see something different i'm expecting the same thing so kind of like penn state quarterbacks anyways all right yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see uh tulane uh, uh down at number 24 kind of cool i guess they were 23 in the know. coaches' poll i do not know enough about them to have a comment on that uh, I know that they had a good bowl game last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. They did. They beat USC by one point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was a fun game. It was fun. 46-45. All right. Um, do not believe the FPI would have changed because we have not had any games yet. Well, Unless they just fine tune the formula some. Yeah, it looks the same. All right. So, what else we got? Uh, That's I guess... It let's jump into the uh, in the big Ten. So we're, I figure we'd preview them this week and do ACC next week when Tom should uh, should stop giving uh, Mickey more of his money. Um, so USC and UCLA will be added to the big Ten next year. Um, when do the other schools <laughs> come in?
1: Also next year.
0: also next year. okay. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, I guess more to come on how Uh, scheduling is going to work. If there's going to be divisions, if there's going to be pods, uh,
1: there has not been announced officially that there will not be divisions, but there's not going to be divisions.
0: (laughs) There can't be, you'd have what, but Oregon
1: and UW are also joining next
0: season. So you would have nine teams in each division,
1: which they've already done the, they did like the little schedule break out for the next few years of like who your main rival is and rotating rivals. But now Mm -hmm. they're going to have
0: to redo all that with Oregon and Washington. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the big 18, do you think they'll ever redo the name? Are they just going to leave it forever? No, the big 10 is a huge brand. There's no way. It's so dumb though to put, to put the number of teams in your, uh, in the conference. It's almost like they, like they thought that would never change. Well, let's, let's settle down Southeast conference. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> at least, at least we're <laughs> more geographically accurate <laughs> than, than uh-huh. some, than some, Uh huh. there were some rumblings uh-huh. this last week about the ACC, uh, potentially losing some schools slash maybe adding some schools from the West coast. Uh, which would have been ironic in the Atlantic coast conference to add teams from the Pacific coast. But anyways, has not happened as of yet. So let's talk about the, uh, start out with talking about the East. I guess we should be able to cruise through the West cause nobody gives a shit. Um, <laughs> Michigan. So I guess we'll go in. Ah. Uh, I think that this is in order of the finish last year is how I, how I did this. So your favorite team, They went 12-2 last year, um, won the conference, lost to TCU, uh, tripped over their dicks in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12-2 last year. Their FBI projection this year is 10-2. So, uh, interesting news this week. Harbaugh was to be suspended by the NCAA for the first four games, but now that deal is off. And... The ruling about his offseason violations or COVID recruiting violations, it's not really clear. Um, that won't come into the offseason. So it looks like Michigan's just going to kind of roll the dice and let him coach the whole season anyway. So uh, what do you think about that as, uh, as they're your favorite team, I right know?
1: Uh, how do I think about Michigan or Harbaugh situation? I guess Harbaugh uh i think it's interesting i think that we may see a pete carroll situation with harbaugh where he like they're like oh yeah we're gonna ban you for a year and he's like no nah, i'm going to the nfl see you guys uh even
0: i think though it's... you know he's
1: he's flirted with the nfl every single season and every single season is the last time he's going to flirt with the nfl and michigan's <laughs> where he's one wants to be forever but yeah I still think if a right situation calls me the NFL, he wants to, he wants to go to the NFL. It, he would interview every single offseason if he didn't want to.
0: Yeah. I don't know. He, he's such uh, a weird dude. It's hard for me to, to predict what he's, what his thinking is.
1: I do. I would laugh uh, hysterically though. If the NCAA comes out and they're like, Oh yeah, the last two seasons were ra- vacating all the wins. Uh, since all Michigan's, uh, talking points have been how they haven't to, uh, uh, beat or haven't lost to Ohio State in like whatever, how many days they say, 700 days, because they count the COVID year where they dipped out. Yeah. Uh, to vacate those would make me laugh pretty hard. Well, they, they didn't lose to you that year. So, well, they, they
0: still would have the not loss, but they wouldn't have the wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a loss, it's carefully chosen wording. Um, all right uh-huh. so some changes uh Cade McNamara as we mentioned last week is no longer there. Um he is doesn't matter. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't play. It doesn't really matter. Uh, JJ McCarthy is going to be there uh, starting quarterback. Uh Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are going to be running the ball a lot and then JJ McCarthy's statement. Yeah, JJ McCarthy is going to throw for what like 150 yards most games, I would imagine. And then oh, like 150, 200 yards. Yeah. He'll I have like one JJ, game where he goes for like 300, probably. That's JJ
1: McCarthy, it. Michigan goes as I, this was kind of the thing last year. If JJ doesn't make mistakes, they win games. If he, cause he just has to keep them in games. Just, you know, make
0: a, make a third down every once in a while. He and, is and their quarterbacks are okay. Here's the thing. Michigan's offense is what people think Georgia's offense still is. So they're, they're where we were with Jake Fromm, where we we didn't, we we didn't ask Jake Fromm to do a lot. He probably could have done more, but you know, they, they they didn't ask him to do much. Just basically don't, don't kick us in the dick. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. Michigan really didn't struggle last year. That means the games, they obviously lost, uh, to TCU, uh, he didn't have a great game he threw a couple picks um i think they're you know Corum and edwards are gonna get 40 carries combined a game if not more
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: and you know jj made plays for him when he needed to and if they do that again i think you know they, they've returned basically that entire team yeah. so um I think they're dangerous. They lost some defensive, but not you know they lost some defensive leaders. But they had a solid defense. Their basically entire offense is back. I think they lost Ronnie Bell, who was their top wide receiver, if I remember right. Um, but I don't know. We're hmm. not gonna we're not gonna know a lot about Michigan because they don't play anyone until basically the last three weeks of the year when they have right. to go to Penns Penn State, uh, in the start of November. Uh, I mean, their out-of-conference schedule is Georgia-esque, and that is East Carolina. You had UNLV, Bowling Green, and
0: that's it, because they only play two I mean, conference. It's worse than ours, because at least we play a P5 team. That you
1: don't get to claim Georgia Tech as a P5 team. That is like
0: they tech, are still. That's like someone, still, that's like someone claiming Northwestern as a P5 team. Well, they are still a P5 team. <laughs> Where's the lie? Uh, okay they're they're still a p5 team uh so we're not gonna know a lot about michigan until the end of the year again just like this last year right and they
1: most they likely not. last year I mean, unless unless one in. of these
0: teams like minnesota uh or nebraska would be shocking unless uh one of these other teams kind of punches above their weight man can you imagine though like that would be they they go to nebraska fifth game of the season
1: end of september yep matt rolls in there Nebraska is going to be four and zero going into that game. Well, mm-hmm. Nebraska plays at Colorado. No, Colorado's going to be bad. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be bad. Yes,
0: they're going to be real
1: bad. Nebraska, uh, Nebraska's, Nebraska's going to be four and zero. They're going to be ranked going into that game. There's going to be so much hype. Matt Rule, if he can beat Michigan, unbelievable.
0: Man, that would that, will, that be, would be a hell of a like a statement, That is, that like is program defining Texas's back moment. That is a Texas's back moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> right there. Nebraska um, is back. I'm sure the Nebraska fans would handle that situation with grace and would not uh, immediately think they're going to the playoffs. Uh,
1: but I, I think Michigan's going to Michigan's going to be undefeated going into the Ohio State game.
0: That's just my thought. I, it would Again. be shocking if they did not, or if they were not. And rather.
1: I hate that they're good. There's, there's, there's two subsets of Ohio State fans. There's fans who want. Ohio state and Michigan to be both undefeated when they play and it's for everything. And then there's people like me who are saying, and want Michigan to never win a game ever again and lose everything by 60.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way about Florida.
1: Uh, I don't really care if they're undefeated and we can break their hearts. I'd rather them just to be
0: miserable all the time. Yeah. I feel that way. I also feel like uh, some of the other schools in our division should, uh, should get off our ass it's like the the schools in our in Georgia's division complain that our schedule's weak and it's like but you're you're on the schedule (laughs) like you're you're self-owning yourself by saying you don't play anyone but like we we play you so like you you should get good and then that would be good for for you and probably for us but in this case Michigan is good, uh, finally. And um, I guess we'll get to predictions later. And I think I know which hype. way you're going to go. Time.
1: They got the hype for the first time this year, coming in.
0: Huh? They've beaten you guys, what, two in a row? And uh, in I in guess we can transition to talking about Ohio State went 11-2 and last year. Uh, their FPI projection is 12-1. And do you think the new quarterback is going to be Kyle McCord? I would, I
1: would assume.
0: <laughs> uh, we don't know. Uh,
1: Ryan Day has said there's still a competition going on. Sure. Uh, I'm a little... I've been a little concerned with his comments recently over... Uh-huh. Like, he's like, oh, we just need someone just to be consistent and step up. And it's concerning that we are three weeks away. And we still don't really have a quarterback named. Um, but also on the other side of the coin, like, I'm not... I'm not concerned about the quarterback because all Ryan day has done is produced amazing quarterbacks. His entire time he's been at Ohio state. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we kind of had the same thing with Stroud his first year. They're like, Oh, well, you know Stroud's not really setting the world on fire camp. They come out in balls. I mean, but also it, it, whoever comes in is getting put in a good situation, right? You have probably the best wide receiver group in the country. You have a really, really deep and good running back room. Uh I mean the offensive lines we lost a lot on it and that's concerning to see if they can fill those gaps um but I'm not I'm not overly concerned about who starts I think at the end of the day it's going to be uh Kyle McCord just cuz he, he's been there longer Devin Brown um gives is a little more athletic can run a little bit more than Kyle McCord but I think that McCord'll start and you know if he doesn't get the job done they'll bring Devin Brown in but
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's my thought on the
0: quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Like when when did Devin Brown get there? Last year. Last year. second year. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, gonna be, regardless, one of if not the best receiving core, in uh in college football. Like you said, Ryan Day still knows how to call plays knows knows how to develop a quarterback
1: uh i mean they're just gonna throw the ball to marvin harrison dude's a freak (laughs) yeah just throw it to marvin it's fine he'll be there he'll catch it it doesn't matter where you put it
0: just eat it and if it's within a five-yard radius uh he's more than likely gonna get get it it. (laughs) yep uh trevion henderson and Maya williams gonna be good uh running back options if they can still stay healthy i guess yeah, um,
1: and then there's two more good backs who, you know, filled in last year when they were both out. So, I mean, the running back room is the
0: deepest it's been yeah. in a long time. Um, allegedly, the, uh, from what I read researching this, the offensive line was kind of work in progress in the spring and possibly still a concern the fall. I would assume it probably doesn't yeah. matter until late in the year, though. Yeah, they brought some transfers in to try and fill the line, so we'll see if those work. I guess you guys do play uh, Notre Dame Week Four, so yep. there's so that.
1: They got they got some tune-up games early, and they'll hopefully they can figure yeah. it out. Offensive line, got the uh, Hilltoppers
0: I mean, Week Three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With that awesome mascot, I hope they bring the mascot. It is. Oh, he's definitely going to be there. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of switching to the defensive side. I the defense was better last year than it was the year before. Yeah, um, I think you, we saw some good things up until that Michigan game that the defense played well. Um, I'm kind of excited to see what the players can do a second year under Jim Knowles. Um, because maybe he can get a little more complex with his calls. You know, it's hard to, he brought in a brand new defensive scheme that they weren't used to last year. So they simplified it a lot last year. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm excited to see how they do that. And I, I think we have some better people in the secondary now than we've had in the last few years. Um, Hopefully those corners that have been freshmen and sophomores developed over the summer, uh, but I, I think the front four is still really good. Linebackers, I I don't know what to think about the linebackers yet, and but yeah. I, I'm excited for what the defense could be because they they showed flashes last year, and if they can develop and, and learn the system that Jim Knowles has, because his his actual system is pretty complex. So um,
0: hopefully it that seems... that's not an issue. It, it seems extremely aggressive, which everybody when they come in, of course, wants to be aggressive and multiple um, is what they all say. Nobody ever wants to be like passive and uh, simple. But Noles is he blitzes a lot. Yeah, he sure does. It's a,
1: it's a very, it's a very buster boom defense.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that's all. Uh, I think you can get away with that in like, Probably eleven of these games on here. Uh, with you can the, get away with it if you're
1: if you're disciplined, right? If your if your players are disciplined and don't peek yeah. and don't do things, you can get away with
0: it. And that's especially we have a bunch of young guys. It's hard. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's uh, there. There were a few times where I was just like, I mean, I don't know. the The, the game last year ended up how it did. There, there was just one play in particular. Particular that I'm thinking of that he had a a DB in you know in single coverage on um, I think it was Arian Smith and like on a go route and the uh, the DB tripped and there was no no safety help yep. whatsoever yep. and I was just like yep. thinking to myself all right well that's a uh, that's a gift I mean the yep. uh, granted Arian Smith is probably one of the faster receivers in the country but still like if you have a safety back there he probably gets him for like a 20, 30 yard gain instead of like a 60 yard touchdown or whatever it was. Um, so I don't know that that's where I'm like, I I feel like you can be aggressive and still not like put your DBs in such a, a situation where they have to win. like every single time.
1: It's his, his defense is very DB Island centric. So um, it's, you know,
0: I mean, it's it's, like I said,
1: it's, it's, it's buster boom. So you, you live by it, you die by it
0: they're well, they're not gonna they're probably not gonna pinch a lot of shutouts. I mean, they, they probably also get a decent amount of uh, of pressures and interceptions and things like that. But you're also gonna gonna give up some big plays too with that kind of style. schedule, obviously. you know,
1: you know, like the schedules. Uh, or they're gonna get tested early. They gotta go to you know Notre Dame, and that's not an easy place to play. I don't think Notre Dame is particularly going to be amazing this year, but they're a solid team.
0: Yeah. Um, gonna oh God! Play. You're they
1: got what?
0: you're gonna have to listen to Chris Collinsworth, right? Uh, yeah, that's on. Uh, it's at home, so that's gonna not, be on not NBC. Chris,
1: not Chris Collinsworth, his son.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it's it sounds just like him, and it's uh, a <laughs> what's it? Mike uh, Tarico or something? Yeah, Mike Tarico. And then uh,
1: <sighs> we got then we got Penn State at home. We have to go to Wisconsin, so that'll be an interesting yeah. Luke Fickle versa. Uh, back to his versus alma mater for the first time yeah well it's not his first time he played when he cincinnati but first time with you know wisconsin uh being at home that's gonna be a big game
0: and obviously at michigan to end the season yeah um, you're gonna have to listen to uh to tariko and collinsworth uh notre dame the whole time that's fine uh, it's Hopefully, fun.
1: hopefully we we go up 28 nothing early and then it'll just be over and then they'll
0: just be sad it's it's interesting listening to a, to a national broadcast where the commentators are complete homers although um, maybe they won't be because now that the Big Ten is that NBC contract I don't know we'll I don't know see. we'll see I, I don't know if that's going to be the case or not we'll see alright we'll uh, next team was uh, Michigan State by virtue of going 11 and 2 last year the projection from Somehow. FPI 7 and 5 this year uh Huh? Uh, huh? I don't think so That seems high What seven and five Yes <laughs> Did they actually go 11 and two last year I I don't That's maybe I, I don't Did I get this wrong
1: <laughs> I feel like they Man I don't know I feel like I don't remember that happening
0: They went Uh, Shit Okay, hold on. Switching the, switching the things over here.
1: Oh, yeah, they did not do that.
0: Yeah, I was like, the they lost happened? a
1: lot of games last year. Okay. They were not good
0: last year. I don't know what happened. Uh, they won five games last year. Oh, I copied and pasted uh, <laughs> Ohio State's 11 and 2 there. And then I started, and then I typed the rest of it. I was like, they were bad last year. They went 5 I and 7. I also don't think... <laughs>
1: I think they're going to go 5-7, and seven, if not worse, this year.
0: <laughs> All right, let's see who they got real quick. and We, we got to pick it up, but I figure we'd give your team more time because you know we'll be giving the Georgia corner more time when we get there. Oh,
1: we already got it this fucking
0: episode. Whatever. All right, 2023. Um, shit, why well, won't let me click on Michigan? They still. got
1: Central Michigan, Richmond, Washington. They got okay. two Maryland, two Rutger, Michigan. Uh, at Minnesota, Nebraska, at Ohio State, at Indiana, Penn State. So the wins are Central Michigan, Richmond, maybe at Indiana, and at Rutgers.
0: You don't think they can That's beat four. Maryland?
1: I see. No. Huh? That's right. four wins. I, I think, I'm saying Michigan. I'm saying they're going four and eight.
0: I think they squeak in as a bowl team in six and six. I don't. Maryland's going to be good this year. Well, I mean, they're going to have a good offense. Yeah, they're going to have a shit defense. Doesn't matter. Uh, then again, not, Michigan couldn't really on, score much, so
1: there's not six. There's not six wins on Michigan State's schedule. All
0: right, it might be another five. Put on, put on the board. All right. Um. So, uh, in what was probably not a good sign for their season, uh, quarterback Peyton Thorne and wide receiver Keon Coleman decided to transfer after the spring practice. So. Mm-hmm. Here's their, their best wide, their best wide receiver, and their quarterback, and starting quarterback. Yes, uh, Noah Kim is a junior and will likely start as a quarterback for an offense that averaged uh, 19.8 points per game in conference play last year. Also, they they gave up over 30 points per game last year. So, like all these teams, they brought in a lot of the transfers to try to fix that. So TBD on if that actually fixes it. It probably will not. Fix it. Moving on to Penn State, they went seven and six last year. The FPI
1: they did tra- not. They only they only lost two games last year.
0: Okay, I don't know what happened.
1: <laughs> Penn State only lost to Ohio State, Michigan last year. Ten and two. Eleven and two. They beat Utah.
0: <laughs> oh. Great the job F- preparing for this. Yep. The FPI projection is nine and three. I wonder if i was like low. looking at a different school penn State's um, very low penn state's 10 win school team i think it's nine or 10 wins i wouldn't eh. if i could get nine i would probably bet uh if i got nine and a half i, I would probably bet the over i suppose then you're saying 10 wins sure drew aller <laughs> uh is probably well he's gonna be the uh the quarterback Let's uh-huh. see if he's just another incarnation of Sean Clifford and Trace McSorley. I, until that, ha- until something, uh, he, I mean, in his limited time last uh-huh. season, he looked okay. Here's the thing. When have we ever seen anything from James Franklin other than like one good season at Vandy where we thought that he could elevate the play of the players around him? Well, this could be it. This is the year. Sure.
1: This could be the year. This is the year. This is it. I mean, they have their offense is so young. I mean, okay. Aller's in there, they have their two starting running backs. Well, I mean, they're they're two running backs who basically split carries, are both sophomores, Singleton and Allen. Um both good running backs. Both good running backs. I don't know. They lost their the problem is they lost wide receivers. So um they're I think their top two yeah, they're top two Wide from last year are gone now, um, so that's going to be a, a big thing to fix and, and find an answer for. Right? I think even their starting tight ends gone. So
0: they have an interesting um, the Yeah, they have an interesting game. Uh, week one against a coach that's probably on the hot seat, uh, Neil Brown and uh, West Virginia. So. Interesting uh, little game there. Let's see who else they got. Otherwise, out of conference, they got the mighty Delaware and UMass. So there you go. At least they got West
1: Virginia there. Obviously, they're tough games. They have to to go to Ohio State and they play Michigan. Um, They have to play Iowa. That's their kind of West game. The rest of their schedule is very manageable. So I think at worst, this is a three-loss team at worst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I I, I, I. I at best they're gonna go ten and two. I don't think they're gonna beat a highest state of Michigan because they're just they're not that level yet.
0: No, I don't think that they are. <clears throat> um yeah, nine nine three ten ten and two seems about right. All right, Maryland. They went uh as far as I know, uh seven and six last year. Nope. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop reading the the things. They went eight and five. They went eight and five. I'm gonna keep it on this page, and we'll uh, go from there. They went eight and five last year, and uh, did I get the numbers backwards. All right, Maryland went eight and five. FPI projection was uh, six and six or seven and five. I think it was kind of in between the two. Um they still got Tuelia uh baby Tua. Tua's brother. Yeah, baby Tua. They got some solid. He's going to be healthy. Yep. Solid uh running back and wide receiver op- options. They're probably going to be good on offense like I said, but uh defense is going to be sketch. Um they got to replace four offensive linemen though. Probably not a great sign for the offense, but um
1: again, but they have see. a very mangi- very manageable schedule. Easy out of conference. They have to go to Ohio State, and they play Michigan, Penn State at home. Their West rivals are teams are Northwestern, Illinois. I mean, I think Maryland's in play for eight wins this season.
0: Wow, you heard it here first. They're um, in play.
1: I don't know if they will, but they're in play.
0: Yeah, anywhere from six and six to eight and four seems about right. Just. Uh, don't have confidence that Mike Waxley can have a good defense at Maryland um next team that we got here we got Rucker at five and eight no, four and eight four and eight, four and eight. <laughs> sorry I was on 2021 20, and 2022 uh yeah four and eight last year um which was the same as Indiana who also went four and eight. Um, I think I was looking Uh, at the 2021 and 2022 schedule anyway. uh, uh, Yeah. So Rutger went four and eight last year. Um, they are predicting the same thing, uh, for this year with that. That's a total hundred percent. Yep. Um, is still their um, their coach, which is honestly like, Probably, you know, it, that's a pretty good bet for for Rutger. Um, they got play caller Kirk Shiraka back at uh, Rutger after only averaging 17.4 points per game on offense last year. They got um, some transfers, and like everybody else, they're trying to develop quarterback Gavin Wimsatt. Um They're, you know, hopeful with all those transfers that the defense will be better. We'll see. Uh, defense is also returning seven starters, um, so we'll see. But yeah, four and eight seems about right.
1: Yeah, they don't they got they got a they, they got a rough pull. They they got a rough pull
0: for the teams that they have to play. Yeah, they and play they got Vatek out of conference. Uh, Vatek, uh, Temple, and Wagner. Um, what the fuck, Wagner. All right. Anyway, and they got to play uh, Michigan State, Ohio State. Uh, Penn State Wisconsin,
1: Iowa <laughs> they, Wisconsin, they got the Iowa. two good teams in the West too Yep So uh, things aren't looking great for Rutger this year
0: Nope, not so great, Bob um, Indiana They went, uh, and now I'm double checking this They went 4-8 and eight last year uh, Projection from FPI is the same No, no, too high probably too high I, I think that they're probably a three win team this year
1: Indiana will Indiana might not win a Big Ten game
0: well let's see who they got out of conference uh, not great uh, they got Indiana State sure that's a win uh, Louisville probably not a win but maybe a win. a win I don't no, think it's a win, win. Uh, Akron that's should be a win uh, should be Should be. Um, I kind of feel like Rutgers is a toss-up. They're,
1: they're. I'm telling you, they, the only team that they could beat in the Big Ten is Northwestern,
0: and they don't play them. So you think it's a two-win season? I think so. Damn. All right. We will see. Um, They went. Uh, fourteen and seven over the uh, COVID years, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Wow. Question is if they can Tom rebound, Allen. and the uh, the answer is looking like no.
1: Tom um, Allen is the most overrated coach. He
0: had some, uh, had a couple good years, and uh, probably all with, uh, we
1: hear every year is Tom Allen's building something. Tom Allen's building something. Fucking, Tom I think Allen it was, was in there for like ten years.
0: I think <laughs> it was because he, he had it was because he had Penix and yeah, then they then they lost they lost their phoenix and and they can't find him or can't find it rather whatever anyway i lost the joke um they've got inbound uh transfers uh quarterback Taven jackson from tennessee and running back christian turner from wake um and then a bunch of defenders to try to improve because they gave up 33.9 points per game last year i don't see it changing a lot I think four make, and eight's the ceiling.
1: Hmm, that uh, I think that's an aggressive ceiling. <laughs>
0: Probably. Two, I'm saying can,
1: two wins, I'm saying two wins.
0: I think if you get three and a half on this, you take the under. I yes, think three 100%. is pretty uh, three is pretty safe, and two I, I could I could definitely see the case for two. So, anyway, uh, let's move over to the west. This shouldn't uh, this shouldn't take as long. Now, I do still want to uh, double-check my numbers because I don't know uh, what, what I was looking at uh, on this. Um, so last year, we had... Yes, yeah, definitely not right. Uh, Iowa went 8-5. Uh, and five And uh, FPI projection is 7.5 for them. They averaged only 17.7 points per game last year. Um, reportedly, they have to average over 25 points per game total offense and defense or uh, Brian Ferentz is going to get fired. Supposedly. According to who? I don't know. That has, (laughs) uh, that, that has leaked out through the media over the course of the year that he, uh, or the off season that, you know, we're, we're not going to fire him despite the offense being shit. Uh, But, you know, they got to score at least 25 points per game, but it didn't really, it didn't specify that they had to be offensive points. So, they could conceivably average the same amount and just score a touchdown on defense every week, and they wouldn't fire him. So um, you know, yeah,
1: they, they they brought in the Michigan transfer Cade McNamara to play quarterback. Uh-huh. Who's he's a decent quarterback. Um, I mean, he's probably an upgrade for them. I would mean anyone's an upgrade over Petrus. Probably yes. Uh, but uh, I don't. They lost they lost their uh, their main Laporta, Sam Laporta, who is their basically the only guy who knew how to catch the ball, their tight end. I
0: thought you were gonna uh, say their uh, best uh, offensive player. I was gonna say they they lost their punter. <laughs> uh, but also they have a very favorable schedule.
1: Um, it's Iowa, their defense is always gonna be good. Uh, they avoid Ohio State and Michigan out of the east. So they their hard the only hard game is at Wisconsin, at Penn State. Um, I think ten and two is definitely doable for Iowa. I do not agree at all with the seven and five FPI projection. I think this is an eight or nine win team. Um at the over. At the over. I, I, I it's, it's gonna be like last year, just nasty sloppy games that no one wants to watch.
0: I couldn't think of anything that summarizes Iowa football better than that. <laughs> just don't even watch. Don't don't watch it. Um all right, yeah, I don't I don't know what else we need to really say on this. Um <laughs> I know that Cade McNamara seemed uh seems convinced that, you know, things are going to be uh so much improved this year and it is really hard to see that. But, you know, it, it's it's nice to have goals. It's really uh-huh. nice to have goals. All right. Uh-huh. Next team, we got Minnesota. They went five and four last year. The- <laughs> they
1: only played nine games. <laughs> what the fuck happened? They went
0: nine and four last year. <laughs> oh, I was looking at the conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Things are going great. <laughs> Things are going great. Yeah, I was looking- they-, they did go five and four in conference. Minnesota went nine and four. Overall, Uh, Mo Ibrahim no longer there. Offense should still be pretty good. The defense,
1: maybe. Maybe was there. I mean, they lost their starting quarterback,
0: and Uh, Ibrahim was there. Was there? Ibrahim was
1: was their bell cow. I mean, he had twenty touchdowns last year.
0: Wonder what his average uh, rushes per uh, per game was. He, he I think, he had like fifteen hundred yards. I feel like he probably had a like a Northwestern season, or N- Northwestern. He probably had like a Wisconsin running back, like a vintage Wisconsin. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Uh,
1: I don't. I, I, I am uh not high on Minnesota being nearly as good as they were last year.
0: I think they're maybe a seven-win team. They're predicted by FPI at six and six. So. They got, see. they
1: got they have to play both Ohio State and Michigan out of the East, so
0: they got the short end of the stick. So um, the defense held teams last year to 13.8 points per game, but they lost six of those uh, starters on defense. And yeah, like you were saying, they got to play Michigan and Ohio State and crossover play. So not going to be easy for them. No. And they got to go to North Carolina early in the season, too. Oof. Although I don't, I mean, I'm not really sure how great North Carolina is, but like, it's a, it's not a gimme game, um, by any means. Wisconsin, they went, uh, and now I'm definitely double checking. They went seven and six last year. They got a new uh, coach in uh, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. The Luke Fickle, Ohio State, uh, former, I guess he's an alum. I know he coached there before. He did. He coached one whole season. That's true. Well, on as as head coach.
1: Yeah. He was 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 a defensive coordinator for a very long time there.
0: Right, right, right. So um, the FBI projection is eight and four. So improvement of one win over last year. Um, They've got eight returning starters. And obviously Luke Fickle knows defense. They should still have a good defense. Um, Assuming he doesn't try to change things like drastically scheme wise or something like that.
1: I'm trying to remember who, because Mertz transferred. So
0: who is to the Florida. quarterback? Yes. Who is um, the quarterback? While at? you're looking for that, uh, Phil Longo, speaking of UNC, comes in as an offensive coordinator from UNC. They're going to try to transition to a, some form of an air raid offense, which should be interesting because air raid in Wisconsin don't really seem to go along. But uh, no. we'll see how the fans do with that. Yeah, it could be a bumpy road on offense. Um, uh, at least with Air Raid, you probably don't need great receivers. You just need guys running, like, go routes every play, I guess. Um, or at least that's the simplistic look at what a uh, an Air Raid is. I mean, there's probably not, like, a huge route tree. Um, whatever. So, Braylon Allen... West. Wisconsin has Tanner Mordecai coming
1: in from SMU, who threw for the past two seasons, 3,500 yards and 70 touchdowns over 70 touchdowns. That's
0: pretty good. 3,500 each year or
1: yes. Yes. 3,500 each year and 33 and 39 touchdowns. Also, this is his sixth year playing college football.
0: I was about to say I've heard that name for a long time. Also, uh, Kirk Ferentz heard that uh, 3,500 yards, and he's like, he's thinking to himself, he's like, I could stretch that out over four years and be just fine. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll see. It's hard to get a
1: hard hard to get a read on them. Uh, I want to believe in Luke because Luke Fickle's a hell of a coach, but that yeah. roster got completely overhauled. So we'll see.
0: The good thing is they play. They do have Iowa and Ohio State. They're both at home. They do not play in Michigan or Penn State in crossover play, so they got that going for them.
1: And they got they got an easy ramp up in their their schedule as well. So, uh, cool. They'll
0: have time to settle in. Uh, moving along, we got Purdue. At, um went eight and six last year. Their FBI projection is five and seven. They have a new uh, head coach. Ryan Walters, he was the defensive coordinator at Illinois last season, who had a uh, obviously a good defense going there. Um, Hudson Card transferred in. Will probably start at uh, quarterback, and new OC Graham Harrell um, will probably have them. Uh, they should have a better offense this year, but
1: I mean they still. had a good offense last year.
0: Yeah, they had, well they
1: lost Aiden O'Connell.
0: I want to say Graham Harrell was. Uh, Purdue's from bad this year Graham, Graham De- Texas, Texas Tech quarterback that's him, huh? Well, he's probably going to try to do air raid stuff. I would assume. Well, that's been Purdue's M.O. forever is they are basically air raid. Yeah, I guess they did the um back in the Joe Teller days. What would they call it? Like basketball on grass or something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Purdue is going to be bad this year. Probably I am yeah. selling on Purdue they are not going to repeat any semblance of what they've been the last few years where they're like a pretty decent team. I think they're going to be bad, bad, bad.
0: I think it can be hard for defensive coordinators, especially uh, guys. I mean, there's obviously exceptions, but um, it could be hard for him to, to let the offense just kind of do its thing. Um, He may try to do like more of a ball control type thing. Uh, whatnot they uh they gave up 27.4 points per game last year and they returned just four starters so defense has a ways to go he may try to get the offense to to slow the game down to try not to you know try not to have his defense out there too much uh so we'll see how that goes that doesn't really seem like purdue's mo so anyways illinois went eight and five last year their projection at uh, from FBI is seven and five. They gave up only twelve point eight points per game last year. With uh, they lost a lot
1: of that, they lost a lot of that defense,
0: and their defensive coordinator. Yep. Yes. Um, they do have a uh, quarterback transfer in from Ole Miss named Luke Altmaier, um, taken over there after Tommy DeVito is no longer there. And uh, that's about all I got on Illinois.
1: They got to go to Kansas week two and then Penn State. Uh, so they're going to they're going to get settled in early.
0: True. They might start out a little rough and then they're, have they're a solid team team. I'm saying yeah. 500. Yeah, anywhere between six and six and eight and four seems like the the absolute ceiling if everything goes right for them. Nebraska, they went four and eight last year. They got a new coach in Matt rule. The FPI projection has them improving up to six and six. Um, interestingly, they got Jeff Sims transferred in from Georgia Tech, who was one of the few bright spots on that team that I can think of at Georgia Tech. Um, pretty solid uh, dual threat quarterback, um, which I, almost everyone these days is, is a dual threat quarterback. I'm just meaning he can pass and he can he can run the ball pretty well when he needs to. Um, they lost former quarterback, Casey Thompson transferred to FAU also Eric uh, Gilbert is on his uh, third school after being at LSU in Georgia. We'll see if he actually plays there. Um, None of the media people really said what happened at Georgia. He never actually played there. Um, They've alluded to maturity issues off the field and how much the like how much he actually cares about football. Like, and I remember, no, not necessarily that. They, they've, they've just basically said like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a strange dude. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like, I think I remember some story about him just like forgetting to bring his cell phone somewhere, which doesn't seem on brand for like most college students these days but like just forgetting things and like just being like kind of aloof and just like not really caring about anything and I'm assuming that maybe a lack of attention to detail um, and maybe not being fully committed to things uh, probably hurt him at the last two places he was at so I guess we'll see if it works for him there maybe he just needs another change of scenery Nebraska's (sighs) gonna
1: go I think Nebraska is gonna make a bowl game. Uh, Matt rule is it, turned over that roster. They're not going to be set the world on fire this year, but he's going to start building something out there. And I think Matt rules gonna be a good coach, but just not this year.
0: No, I think six and six is about right. And I could see going up to like eight, maybe nine wins next year. Uh, if, uh, recruiting, you know, picks up a lot, he does have a long way to go, but yeah, like you said, they but, turned over the roster. Like, I think he's a really good coach.
1: Like I said, can you imagine the hype though? If they start four and Oh, and then that last Saturday in September, they play Michigan at home. Man, yeah. that
0: place will be ruckus. True. God, what if what if Michigan loses to them and then wins the rest of their games, that would be that would be something else. Ruckus. Uh, awaken the echoes. <laughs> Wrong school.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> they're, they're trying to awaken the echoes back in Nebraska too. <laughs> <laughs> so Bring they us back gave them 90s uh,
0: glory. That's right. Um unfortunately not bringing back the uh, the triple option or whatever the hell they had back then something like wishbone that. wishbone triple option something something there're never gonna run again um, they gave up twenty seven point six points per game last year so gonna have to improve a lot there um, and speaking of improvement we're not gonna see much here with this last one northwestern oh. they went 111 last year Um and that one F- win,
1: not in the U.S. soil.
0: <laughs> they were winless in the United States. Um, so, twenty twenty three FPI projection is five and seven. I do not see that happening. Uh, five um, and seven is no. That's ne- that's never going to happen. For one thing, this program would have sucked regardless. Um, but they're winning. They're winning two two games. <laughs> Which, which games are that?
1: Who, who do they play? They're going to win UTEP and Howard. Okay,
0: yeah, that, sure. They're going to lose at Duke. And they're going to lose every single Big Ten game. Yep. Yeah, they, they are. Um, well, just in case people missed everything that happened over the offseason, um, Pat Fitzgerald, no longer there. They had a lot of things that came out in the offseason from former players alleging... I don't even know what you... I mean, I don't know how you can call it anything else other than uh, sexual assault slash hazing by fellow... How do we want to say this? By fellow players, but with the knowledge of the coaching staff. Um, And even, you know, when things didn't go right or somebody wasn't doing something correctly in practice, they were almost instructed... I'm not sure if it was Fitzgerald or other coaches that were instructing them uh, by a certain nickname to basically do this hazing that I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you could call it sexual assault because if you I don't know, I'm not going to describe what happened. But it's it, it's not something that most people would uh, would willingly go through. Um well, that anybody I could, I don't, I don't don't think anybody would willingly go through what, what, happened. Um, sounded like a pretty awful experience. Anyway, Pat Fitzgerald got fired. The new head coach is David Braun, who probably had no fucking idea what he was walking into in the off season. Um, came in, was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota state for four seasons and they won two national championships there. Um, you know, I don't think David Braun probably has any of this, uh, you know under his control however the players did wear some kind of a shirt uh, northwestern versus the world yep and uh he didn't uh With he did put any kind of on it i was gonna say it had it alluded to pat fitzgerald on there and he did not put any kind of a kibosh on it so take that for what you will um anyway if you thought northwestern was bad last year just hold on to this year I think he could actually be good, but in time, possibly. But that program is a disaster anyway. And all of these off-field issues are not going to help. i say
1: he will not be the coach after this season.
0: Probably not. I I actually think that, well, I mean, he probably shouldn't be the head coach anyway. Like, he wasn't brought in there for
1: He hasn't been been named the actual, he's an interim head coach. He hasn't been given, like, anything other than that. And they're not going to get a head coach now, right? So they decided to do what they do.
0: Yeah, that's fair. He should probably just be the, the DC going forward. But we'll see if he even if they keep him around for that. Um probably a bad time for him to come in. But maybe he can parlay it into a head coaching head coaching gig elsewhere if they fire him after this next season. Even though I'm not sure what what you really expect if you're Northwestern. Um, after going 111 the previous year with your golden boy Pat Fitzgerald, to be
1: fair though they go 2 and 10 this year. That's that's a they doubled their wins. That's a hundred percent
0: increase. That's true. That's math. That is how it works. All right. So um, checking the email real quick. We do not have any updates from the uh, from the assembly line or from uh, or to let us know how how Mickey's doing. If the assembly line uh, with Mickey <laughs> watching awkwardly in the corner. How, how that's working, but uh, if you have any updates on your own personal assembly line, send your uh, or questions about anything. Send those to podcast at academicallyineligible.com. And um, do we want to do questions now, or do we want to just do conference pickups? The so pick. I forget.
1: Let's we're gonna pick them. Okay. Uh, so Tom, Tom's not with us. Uh, okay. He he did not name a West winner. Uh, we'll get that from him next episode, uh, but we'll assume it's some combination of either Wisconsin or Iowa, most likely. Uh, uh-huh. But he picked Michigan to win the East and Michigan to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go next, and I think Ohio State wins the East. And boy, the West—I think the West is rough. I think Iowa wins the West. Um, I just—I not don't, I, I don't. The West is always bad. Uh, it, it's always just a two or two horse race, and I think Iowa will have just enough to get by, and then I think Ohio State wins the
0: championship. Man, I hate to agree with you, but I think I agree on all that. I, <clears throat> if this were Luke Fickle's second year, I would probably pick Wisconsin. But just being a, a new coach in there and a lot of changes going on, um, I think that if nothing else, Iowa is probably consistent enough to to barely uh to barely win the west and then get curb stomped by whoever wins in the east and i i do think that ohio state figures out how to uh how to beat michigan and know, ryan their... days
1: gotta beat the charges
0: yeah so do trial you, again do you think in a hypothetical world where michigan does beat ohio state for this year And Ohio state wins out other than that game. Did they fire Ryan day? I'm not saying, is it reasonable, but do they fire him? No, absolutely not. You don't think think they there's
1: uh, no, there's a, there's a loud majority or not a loud majority, loud minority online who Uh would say you should be fired. I understand there's expectations. Uh, But no, I I think you're fucking stupid if you fire Ryan Day if they go out and win, right? I mean, Ohio State went toe-to-toe with Georgia last year and, you know, probably should have won that game. Uh, And if they win that game, then they go on and destroy TCU just like Georgia did. And this is a whole different narrative. And I think that Georgia game, at least for me, kind of turned the tide on my thoughts on, you know, Day's got to go out here and win something this year because i i think he showed that he can compete with the best of the best i think if you're gonna fire ryan day it's the stupidest thing i ever heard if he goes 11 and one this year
0: yeah i think that he uh if nothing else i feel like he um i'm not sure what here's the thing in the michigan game i feel like he uh he overthought it a little bit and uh, exactly he overthinks it a little bit whereas i think in the georgia game he was like i got nothing to lose i'm playing the 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 team that won the national what? championship like, nobody's given us the chance just i'm like, gonna it go out there play. and we're gonna throw the kitchen sink at them and it almost worked came down to a, you know a kick at the end of the game could have gone either way I, obviously that I, that 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 game play that game plan that day came up with georgia was
1: phenomenal yeah uh,
0: it was a it was you know, a great th- game
1: plan um, and i think he got two conservative versus michigan i think that he's learned those things and we'll see but I think if he plays like how he did
0: against Georgia, if he calls like a similar game plan and just uh, throws the kitchen sink, then I think that um, then I think that they can finally beat Michigan. I'm not entirely sure that's going to happen until it happens, but I have more confidence in that than I do Drew Aller from Penn State finally being a, a good quarterback under James Franklin. Um, so I, I guess we'll see. I, I will say also that, that it is a little bit easier to game plan when you have, uh, I think that they had a little bit more time to prepare for that Georgia game than you do for like, say, an in-season game. It does give you a little bit more time to come up with some things and like self-analyze like what's been going wrong and things like that. But still, um, one would think that they saw what, what they did against Georgia and try to replicate that same sort of thing against, uh, against Michigan, because it's not like Michigan's a better team than, uh, than Georgia is. I think that was just a self-induced um, problems from Ohio state the last two years, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it, in other words, if he can get out of his own way, I think that that's a win. So I guess I'll, I'll stick with that. What questions do we have? Uh
1: we have a couple questions here. A Illinois fan asks, Is this the year that the West Division finally wins the championship game? Uh no. No. Uh it's literally like any Ohio State, Michigan, Penn Penn State would all win the West by like a wide margin if they were in that division. Uh mm-hmm. the West, whoever comes out of the West isn't going to compete with the East. It doesn't matter if it's Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, they're they're gonna stomp whoever comes out of the West. Uh silly question they say there's no such things as bad questions that was a bad question
0: <laughs> I mean maybe maybe they were just trying to <laughs> throw us a softball uh, um, um, what, what we'll else see. we got okay.
1: here's another one that uh, this is from a Duke fan who asks who is the CM Punk of the recent conference defections that seem like a great value add to the conference but in the end they cause more shit than they're worth and why is it Texas Uh, I, I think it's Texas A&M, uh, for that question of, uh, Texas A&M kind of came into the SEC and tried to throw their Texas A&M weight around and it's not,
0: it doesn't work. It doesn't work when you can't back it up. (laughs) Right. Like at this point, they're just rich people that have no idea how to spend their money. Uh, is what it seems like. Like, maybe giving... What, what was Jimbo's contract? Um, oh, I, f- like, I was forget. Was it like... Absurd. It was, it was like 90 or 100 million fully guaranteed for the whole term of it, etc. Something like that. I I forget what... it Whatever it was, it was stupid. And, uh, you know, they, they got all that oil money. But, and... They probably have the money to uh, to do that, but also, you know, is that the best use of their money? Probably not, but you feel like they just wanted to do that just to prove, like, how, how they could afford it, and maybe it wasn't the smartest thing in the world to do. Yes, it's definitely uh, A&M.
1: Although, it could be Texas. We'll find out in a couple of years. I can't say it is Texas, because we haven't seen what... Uh, I think Texas will try to do the same thing that A&M did, right? Because Texas ran the Big 12, and they're going to try to sashay in there. You know, oh, we had we got a longhorn never got all this shit, and could end a disaster, but we'll
0: see. The thing is that in the Big 12, they were probably... They, they've been one of the bigger fish in the pond, and now they're going to be, like, a slightly above average fish in the pond that is the SEC. So... We'll see how that goes uh, starting next year. There's probably going to be pods or something that they're not calling pods, but will be pods next year. Um, But we still don't know how that's going to work. Whatever it is, I'm sure they're going to preserve the uh, um, Red River Shootout, and they'll probably bring back the the A&M game. So assuming that they bring back two protected rivalries. that That's the only question when you do the pods thing is how many, how many games you're going to have. And that's all going to depend on if they go from eight to nine conference games. And I think that, uh, most of the schools want to, uh, to do it at least the bigger ones do. But, um, there's, a, I think that the main holdup on that in the sec, uh, as we wind this thing down is that they want to, if they're going to go to nine conference games, they want to get more money out of Disney slash ESPN and that is a bad proposition this year for um for ABC so that did not not have any more they do not have more money to give you (laughs) exactly so I don't know that the SEC really wants to do that until they get more money because they're giving ESPN better product and more conference games um And I don't know that they I think that they want to do it, but they also want to get paid for it. So uh, they may wait until ABC ESPN is in a better place. And I don't know how that's going to happen. So we'll see. Speaking of David, David Pollock will not be back on game day this year. Uh, Some other people got fired, too. Good. Yeah, I think Pollock was all right. He's better than uh, than Desmond. He's less annoying than Pat McAfee. Just not saying a lot, but uh, uh. I McAfee's shtick kind of... Uh, sometimes it's like, I'm like, eh, it's kind of cool to see somebody that just doesn't give a shit on there. But then I'm also like, this guy is a joke. But anyway. That is all the questions we have. Send yours to podcast at academically com. And uh, you got anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Another exciting
1: year in the Big Ten. That's right. <laughs> Before the it all blows up next year and college football, as we know, uh, is destroyed after this season. Yep.
0: And uh, I believe that that is all that we have. Um, trying to see also if we have a um, any comments. I see a comment. We have one last comment that I, I guess I didn't even look at this all of last year says, this show is great. It would be the best show if Mechie and Williams hadn't been hurt. Go dogs. <laughs> oh, I think this is one of my friends. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, leave your reviews on Apple's podcast thing, and we will mention those as well here. So also send your emails in and tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. We don't have Tom here to say peace. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. Thank you.